So I'll go ahead and do three, two, one and get started. Hey, this is Cleo at CleoYogaFinance.com and welcome back for another episode of Financially Free with Cleo, a show where we shift mindsets with real and raw money conversations with everyday people, empowering you to take action, appreciate the journey and live the lifestyle you desire financially, mentally and physically. Today's special guest is Ashley Smith. She is the owner of Kelly Fierce Fitness and founder of the online Fierce Fits and Flex Method. She is a NASM certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach who specializes in helping career focused women lose fat and gain strength. Her flexible nutrition method has led to tons of women all over the U.S. achieving success with their health, nutrition, and fitness goals. This method was designed to show women a more sustainable and realistic approach without playing the elimination game with their favorite foods. Welcome to the show, Ashley. How are you? (laughs) Thank you, Cleo. I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. That was awesome. Yes. Well, I'm excited for you to be here. I've been following you for years and I always love how you teach us about fitness and nutrition. So I definitely am excited about sharing that with everyone today. But of course, we would love to know more about you and how you started. So of course, I'm taking it back to the childhood. So if you could just tell us how you grew up and how you first learned about money. You know, when you asked me to do this podcast, I was like, are you sure you want to talk to me? Because I don't have all the right answers, (laughs) Uh, you know, when it pertains to this topic. But I'll honestly say that I never learned about money uh, growing up. And I always give my parents so much grace. And I always believe that people are doing the best that they can. You know, at, at this age, I've learned that. But I've never had the money talk or learned, you know, outside of just how to count like your quarters your nickels your dimes and stuff like that in grade school. But I've honestly probably didn't learn about money until the hard way, which was when I got my first job, you know, it was like a camp counselor or something like that. And I remember putting my check into, you know, like putting the check into the account because I think you had to share like a parent's account or something or my mom was on the account. And I got my money. I spent all my money on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, and then Monday rolls, the money is still showing in the account. <laughs> but guess what, Cleo? <laughs> there was no money there. I spent it. But back then it took a while for banks to clear things. So mm-hmm. my first honest experience where it hit me hard was putting my account in the negative because I spent it all over the weekend and I had no idea that it was taking time to process. Mm-hmm. So I know that's like, I don't know if anyone else has had something similar, but that's my story. <laughs> I definitely have. Cause you know, we don't, we're not really, we don't understand that stuff back then that, Hey, it just because <laughs> it says that's your available balance. It doesn't mean that that's what you have to spend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we know we just spent over the weekend, but we're just, our minds is thinking that I spent it. So it must've been taken out. So this is what I have left. So I can relate. I've had those experiences too. And even I've had those conversations with my mom, how I even still, you know, will remind her that if she goes online, like she, you know how we used to call and check our balance, but now we just pull up the Mm -hmm. mobile app and I tell her, make sure, you know, 
and they say this is available. They've gotten quicker now, but still you got to make sure is that your real available balance. So I learned the same way. Yes. Yes. It hit me hard. And the funny thing is we learned how I remember learning how to balance a checkbook, but it was just Mm -hmm. something so difficult about that to me. I'm like, who's sitting down and doing that? But, (laughs) (laughs) but that was my first experience. It took some constant um, times of like, you know, putting my hand on the stove to get burned to like, okay, <laughs> so it takes a little bit of time for this money to come out. I got mm-hmm. it now. <laughs> yeah. And the checkbook, that sounds like so ancient now yeah. <laughs> when you think about a checkbook, because even nowadays, like when you get like a new account with a bank, you know, they'll like now they'll, most of them will ask you, do you want checks instead of automatically, yeah, giving you checks. And at this point, I don't even remember the last time I wrote a check, but I have had times like when I used to live in Colorado, Mm -hmm. I got a speeding ticket. And (laughs) uh, when I went to go pay it in person, for some reason, they only was going to accept a check. And I was like, well, I don't have any checks. And it was like, you can get a money order. And I was just like, so it's like these random, Mm -hmm. you know, once in a lifetime, I guess, type of situations where they may still ask for a check. But for the most part, it's, just all online, which exactly. is good. <laughs> yeah, it is good. It is good. I've learned a lot from it being online and how, like you said, it's uh, a lot faster with the mm-hmm. processing. But um, yeah, I'm still like on my learning money journey or yeah. uh, learning money and finances journey, even yeah. at 35, to be honest with you. Yeah. And when you mentioned that, you was like, do I really want to talk to you? <laughs> you know, it's like, I like to, like, I think some people thought, you know, I only wanted to have conversation with other like money people and Mm -hmm. I'm still a work in progress. So even us, you know, people who, you know, are in like the financial industry, like stuff change all the time and you Mm -hmm. always have to keep updated. Just like, you know, in your field in fitness, you know, it's like you always have to, yeah. So it's like, you always have to learn like, you know, like in your personal life and professional life. But Mm -hmm. I like to have the conversations with people from different industries because, Month, we're all dealing with money on you know personal level mm-hmm. and professional level and I, even though we're still learning I always still feel like other people could learn from you know our experiences the good Very ones and, and the, bad the ones. ones that yeah was <laughs> that <not> like, <laughs> but but so they good. definitely help shape and mold us especially if we're taking those learning lessons the way we should to evolve from them so yeah most definitely so speaking of those money decision so what do you feel like so far is your best money decision so I would say (laughs) the biggest one was probably the scariest one which was investing in uh, business mentorship Mm. it was like oh you want to give you all that money like I looked at that number as this like massive amount and I'll tell you the number it was it it was five thousand dollars and, but I went into it thinking that it was like $3,000, but mm. the woman that was doing the coaching, she had such great feedback and response that, you know, her, her prices shift when shifted or went up when I decided to, mm. uh, uh, in, uh, enroll in the program. So it went up to like 5,000. I'm like, well, okay, I don't, I was prepared for this. I like wrapped my head around the 3,000 mm. and then it went up to five. I was like, okay. And at that point, I was so determined to do what I needed to do for my business, to do what I needed to do to learn from someone that had that was going to give me a clear roadmap mm-hmm. um, that I was like, OK, well, I, I can't do that. Is there a payment plan? 
And I'm thinking yeah. if they're going to be 5,000, just kind of split up. It's like, yeah, the payment plan is 6,000, you know, like, because we're splitting it. And I understand that, you know, there's a little interest on it. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I did go into it betting on myself with a certain uh, amount already there. But the remaining, I knew I had to show up and do what I needed to do before that last payment came through. And that's how I, so it's some, someone else could say, oh, you went into it without having it. So I say it's like a little bit of both. It was a good decision because it has brought me to where I am now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was the largest investment that I made at the time, you know, um, and it's led me to where I am now. And I don't even look at that number as like a large number now. I'm like, oh, that's it for, you know, like you're conditioned Mm -hmm. to what you are really wanting to invest in and it's, it's nothing. So that was probably like one of my, one experience that stands out to me the most. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that because I've had similar experiences because, you know, I wasn't used to paying that much money for anything, <laughs> any type of like to educational, <laughs> right. To a person. And, yeah. Like really that much. Like I would see other people's like when I first started the entrepreneurship life, you know, of course, most of us, we start, you know, trying to, you know, learn stuff ourselves. We're watching videos and reading books and blogs and watching it together. Yeah. Trying to put it out together, but you do get to a point where you're like, okay, free is only going to take me so far. (laughs) And plus you do need a professional to kind of help you either one-on-one or in a group setting to really like level up. So Mm -hmm. the first time I like invested into a program, like when you said that $3,000 number, that was almost like I paid $2,600 the first time I did a program. But even that 2,600, I was like, I guess I had these um, negative thoughts behind it. Like, does it should it really be worth this much? Is it worth cost this much? Mm-hmm. Why but then when you go through the yeah, but when you go through the program and then you start building your own services, you start to realize now you see how there are people whose programs are thousands of dollars, and now you see why they mm-hmm. they're priced at what they're at because it's like your time, your expertise, and just a whole bunch of other stuff. You the know, accountability, the uh-huh. mindset, all of those mm-hmm. things are so invaluable. Like, I think that's what I'm trying to say. like like it's worth it it's priceless you know what I mean especially if you put in the work um yeah I totally agree I was gonna say something else it's probably gonna come back to me in a second when you keep talking (laughs) and it's and I feel like the more I invest in myself I now I don't look at it as I mean yeah I consider cost of programs or courses I buy but now I'm like okay how is this going to help me? Because I know I'm going to get a return on this. You know, mm-hmm. if, if I feel like this program is for me, I know it's going to help me do better personally or professionally or both. Yes. So it's, we're investing in ourselves. So that's why I try to think of it that way is that I'm investing time and money into myself and I'm going to be better because of it, because I'm taking this program because I'm trying to create my own programs exactly. for other people to invest in exactly. themselves so mm-hmm. I can help people in, you know, what mm-hmm. I'm trying to do. So it is scary. I had those same thoughts, but I think as we grow and learn, we start to realize that, you know, everyone has to invest in themselves mm-hmm. at different levels of life. And Definitely. even though it's a little, you get a little nervous or scary, we push yes. through it and realize, you know what? I think that was the best decision I could have yeah. made. You definitely have to have skin in the game um, for any process, because if it's something that you you don't see as like that, like it's a little scary, but you're excited to show up for it, chances mm-hmm. are you won't. You'll just be like, uh, 
which is also why I price my programs at where they are, because it generally requires most people to level up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not too high, but it's definitely at a place where it's like, okay, I'm really about to do this, you know? And I wanted to mention, my thought came back. It's so interesting how when it was time to invest in myself and something that I'm doing personally for myself, for my business as well, uh, was like, ah, $6,000. I don't know. But when it, (laughs) this is funny, when we were enrolling in college and they're like, oh, you're getting all these loans. It was like, sign it away. Isn't it crazy how like our mindset just $6,000 versus I think one loan for student loans, like one of the smaller ones is that amount. And it was, you know, so it's just crazy how our mindset, how we're taught to think about the investments that we make, you know, especially when it, you know, relates to entrepreneurship versus like school and college. And, you know, for some of us that aren't even working in our fields and we just look at that number as like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about how much I paid for school and my degree is in accounting. And I remember at one point I wanted to be like, go to graduate school, you know, like a master's of accountancy program, be a Mm -hmm. a CPA, Mm -hmm. but you know, that changed. So there's like, (laughs) I mean, yeah, still in financial, but like, I don't want to be like an accountant. Um, But it is crazy how it does change, but I do think about how much money I spent, like, you know, currently student loans is my last debt that I have to pay off. And when I think about that and then how much I invest in programs and then I think about, you know, if I would have just went straight to investing in some program. <laughs> no, I have those thoughts too. It's funny, the, 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 men, uh, the mentor that I invested in, she's actually using some analytics to compare like for students, for kids that don't want to go to college, maybe they already know they want to be a coach of some sort like comparing the price of the investment of a program. And I'm kind of in between because I do believe college is is important. I just think that the ticket for it is, you know, far beyond what it should cost for the average person just trying to continue education, you know, Mm -hmm. but I do see something there. It's like, you know, if you know you're not going to want to go, you know, do college or that's just not for you, then yeah, investing in yourself and starting. Some people know that pretty mm-hmm. on, especially this generation now, or the younger generation um, when it comes to social media, because they're seeing so many different ways to to be successful and not just the way we were told, like after mm-hmm. college, I mean, after high school, you go straight to college. It's like, mm-hmm. well, what am I gonna do? I don't know. You just go to college. <laughs> That's right. all you can do. <laughs> okay, I'm going to college. <laughs> yeah, and those are conversations I have with my daughter because I'm not the type of parent where I'm like, you have to go to college. Like, I'm like, look, and I don't think college is a waste either. I feel like it depends on what you want to really do. Like, there are some jobs where, like, you just you have to go to college. Dentists, like, doctors, you know, engineers. We need those people still. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. but then it's like. And then there's some fields where you don't necessarily have to have a degree, but there are ways it can still help you. So I'm the type, I'm like, look, think about what you want to do. Think about college, think about being an entrepreneur, going another route, just figure out what's best for you. That's what I want people to do. And I think more people should have conversations about both sides versus Mm -hmm. telling people college is a waste of time. Don't go to college or go to college and don't do the other stuff. I think people should talk to kids about both and letting them decide what they want to do. What they like to do, (laughs) what they enjoy doing. That's the piece that I like. It's like, I never had, no one ever asked me, well, what do you like to do? 
And if, if someone asked me that at the age, I probably would be like, well, I like to talk to people. I don't know. And then you could like brainstorm or figure out, okay, well, you can do this, you can do that. And it probably would have ended up like counseling or something. And maybe that's not what I wanted to do, but at least that would have been, you know, encouraged to look into something that you actually enjoy. Yeah, that's true. And I don't think anyone asked me that either, mm-hmm. but now that you said that, I think, more of us should have those conversations, not just with the younger kids, but even us adults too, because we get to points in life where we have been doing something for a long time and we just get to a point where like, we're not interested anymore. We want to pivot and do something else. And that's something else I talked to my daughter about. We were watching this news segment one time and it was like four or five people that had these really great successful careers, Mm -hmm. but they hated it and just didn't want to do it anymore and want to do something else. And she's like, why is everybody quitting their jobs and wanting to do something else and I had to explain to her that's just how life is like every there are some people who do the same thing all their lives but there's a lot of people especially nowadays you do something for five years ten years and you like you know you what to pivot it was great but now I think I want to do something else and that's something that I experienced um which is one reason why I started this podcast and doing the financial coaching was like I was like I really want to do something that I actually like to do enjoy doing and not saying that every day is just easy and perfect Mm -hmm. but overall like you want to enjoy the stuff like when you wake up every day you want to be having excited about the stuff that you're doing I think it makes it easier to go through the tough days too 100% Cleo I didn't go to I went to school for biochemistry but my career path was to become a cosmetic chemist and I was working in the industry and I that's a that's a shirt normalize pivoting, you know, normalize the pivot, because I do think that we are taught that you have, like, once you pick something, you have to stick with it. And I still struggle with that. I always say I'm super loyal, you know, like I'll work for a company. I wouldn't leave them. I'm like, but I don't like it. I hate it. And I never forget when my sister and she stayed in the same industry, but she was the type that would switch jobs. And my parents would say, she's always switching jobs. You know, it was just like a, she was, going against the grain back then. Mm -hmm. And now that my husband and I are in, you know, I I pivoted to uh, becoming a nutrition and fitness coach, personal trainer. And the same as him, like he'll pivot companies, like he'll do whatever he needs to do to to continue growing, to continue Mm -hmm. happiness. And I think that's okay. But I feel like at one point we were told like, no, you just pick one thing. And it's like, why do we have to do that? You know, we're Mm -hmm. humans and we're continuously evolving with age and just different life journeys. So I agree with that. Keep telling your daughter, like, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. every five years, if you, you know, like as long as you have some, you know, consistency with it, it's not super chaotic, but at the same time, it's okay if you want to switch a company or if you start to want to, like you said, bring in finance, like you do yoga and finance. That's, I've never <laughs> heard of that, you know, but it's like, why can't they be combined at this point? Do yeah. It. I remember having a conversation with someone here in the Dallas area a couple of years ago, uh, almost three years ago, maybe. And I was at the beginning of trying to decide, should I focus on yoga and then start the money stuff later? Or should I start find the money stuff and do the yoga later or do both? And she was like, well, why can't you do both? Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, you, you hear people say you shouldn't try to start a whole bunch of things all at the same time. You should try, start with one, focus on it, and then add stuff later. Mm-hmm. But then I'll meet people that are like, you know what? I was doing three, four different things all at the same time, and it worked for me. So I do mm-hmm. do get, it gets depends on the person and what person. type of work. 
that you're doing, but I just went ahead and did it together. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do it together. And the people that are for me are gonna be there to either work with me or support and listen and watch the stuff that I'm doing. So I'm just glad that I started, but I'm Mm -hmm. still learning and growing though. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, so I would love to know, what do you feel like is one of your uh, biggest lessons learned when it comes to money? Like maybe one of your challenging experiences or or an experience you would consider like, a bad experience um one of are you saying one of my biggest lessons learned yes okay um to not be afraid of money to not be afraid of the number it's just a number mm-hmm. it's just a number like you know and I know this is common with a lot of people because I hear them subconscious oh not subconsciously I hear them say it but they're not understanding what they're saying they're like I just don't look at my account and I'm like you're running from the number and I was that person too Um, but I just go into it of like, if it's a high number, you know, look at it, stare at it, you know, feel what, uh, or embrace the feelings that you're getting from that moment. If it's a low number, hell, if it's in the negative, whatever, look at it, embrace those feelings of like, okay, I don't like this feeling, but it doesn't mean that you have to be afraid of it. Um, just understand that, okay, this is where I don't want to stay, but avoiding it and not ever looking at it and not ever taking control of just like what's coming in, what's coming out, you know, Mm -hmm. your accounts and things like that. I think that's something that I had to, again, learn, like, it's okay. Like my husband, he was, he's a, he's actually a really good money guy. He's (laughs) like, I know a cent when it's a cent is missing out of my account. (laughs) I'm like, really? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, like you, it's okay. You know, that's how you are, you know, able to stay on top of it and be okay with it embrace the good moments and the bad moments, but know that it's not permanent, you know, wherever you are, Mm -hmm. if you, but if you never look at it, then you're not going to know what's really happening. Yeah. I used to like years ago, I didn't want to look at the numbers. I didn't want to look at my checking (laughs) account, credit reports, nothing. Like I didn't Uh want to see any of it. Cause I felt like if I don't see it, I don't have to deal with it. (laughs) Right. Right. But then you start to realize like when you want to like do certain things, like um, get a new car or you're trying to get a certain job that checks your credit. Then you try to, then you realize, okay, I now I have to deal with these issues so mm-hmm. I can get my financial life together. But I do think that's really important. Don't be afraid of the numbers. You have to actually look at them. And I think the more you do it, you do become more um, comfortable, yeah. especially when you're trying to get closer to certain financial goals. It's good. Like there's no way around not looking at it. <laughs> exactly. In personal, in business, you know, mm-hmm. I think personal, it's a little different because if you are in a career or you have a job and it's a set amount, you know, it's going to stay there unless there's a raise or a bonus or something. Yeah. But if you definitely that's when you can either start thinking about I know people do side hustles all the time well what else can I do maybe it's something I like that is a hobby or just I've been stagnant it's time for me to level up you know maybe I got to switch jobs and that's again pivoting it's okay Mm -hmm. so business I feel like we are a little bit more in control I'm sorry um, entrepreneurs are a little bit more in control where it's like Mm -hmm. you can make things work you know if you put in the work but when you're at a company or you're going off their salary or their base pay, then yeah, still looking at it, you can definitely still uh, make changes and not, um, you know, just feel like this is where I have to be. And that's, this is all that there is at this point. Yeah, I totally agree. I love that. Mm -hmm. So what about financially 
free, like being financially free. So I would like to know, what does that mean to you? I like this question. Um, being financially free to me is obviously, I think there's going to be some debt that you have, like your, you know, your cell phone bill, but the larger debts like student loans and, you know, just things that you feel like you can't pay at the amount that you need to pay. Having none of those, I think being financially free of like those overhead, those large amounts, you know, and this is something so small, but just honestly being able to give back to people, like whether mm -hmm. it's buying all of your friends something for their birthdays, you know, just so they can feel special because as adults, you know, we don't get as many gifts <laughs> as no. the children do. Um, yeah. Or just if there's someone that needs help, you know, with a charity or just, Hey, I have this going on. Can you, can you, you know, front a, a certain amount or match this amount just to be able to do that and not like, dang, I really want to help. You know? Yeah. Um, I kind of, I think I get that from my grandmother. She was the type, I don't know how she did it. You know, she was an insurance agent when you go door to door oh, collecting yeah. insurance. Yeah. But she was really good and she was always a giver. So I don't know if that's something that I saw from her, like, she would just be able to give money, you know, even if she didn't have it, I don't know what she was doing. But so that's to me what financially free is just to kind of not have those large amount of debts and, you know, any longer and also being able to just give as much as you want to and not feel like it's something that's going to cause you to not have enough to take care of what you need to take care of. Yes, I love that, especially the, the giving part. I'm a huge giver too. And like, even when I, you know, like the, the simple, like being in the drive-thru and someone pays for your food, like I, I get really excited when people do that. Cause it's like, it's always at the unexpected, like I didn't even yeah. think that was going to happen to me. Like, I know people do it often and I've done it myself. Like this was so like good. a couple months ago when I was in line at Starbucks and someone, they say, Oh, the person paid for your drink. Like, I don't know. That just always makes me feel like, not oh just cause I, yeah, like not just because I save money, but just because like, that was just really that nice. Was thoughtful, like, very mm. thoughtful and surprise. I'm going to do that next time. I like that. No one's yeah. ever done that to me, but you know, I believe in like really? energy. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, it just gives me confirmation that there's still nice people out there mm -hmm. that generally want to give that's not expecting anything in return because usually you don't even know who that person was. Like you saw them in front of you, but you don't know who they were, their name yep. or anything like that. And they don't know me. So I was just like, that is just so cool. And mm -hmm. I remember seeing on the news recently how um, someone in a drive-through, I don't remember the name of the uh, food place, but mm -hmm. someone paid for someone's and it was like a domino effect. Like it happened like several times. I forgot the number, don't want to say the wrong number, but it was like multiple people just kept doing it over and over. Mm -hmm. And it was on, it happened to be a story on the news. And I just like, see how, that's why I feel like, you know, when people do good stuff for people and they post it and some people say, oh, you should do good deeds and not, sh you know, post it. But I feel like sometimes it's helpful sometimes to post be it because other people are actually inspired and like, you know what, I want to help too, you know? Yeah. So I feel like, I guess there's a, a balance where you don't have to post everything you do but I think sometimes it's helpful because it does inspire other people to yeah. help and give back and one time this was two years ago uh for my daughter's birthday her birthday is in August mm -hmm. and I asked her what she wanted to do one day and she said she wanted to actually make 
like bags of, of like toiletries and little snacks and stuff for homeless people. There's like a section in downtown Dallas where a lot of homeless people are. So we made some little bags and we took it down there and like gave them out. Of course it ran out really quick. We only had yeah. like 30 bags, but she thought of that herself. And I just that felt a, so proud of her. That means you're doing good, Cleo. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Cause I was like, wow. Cause you just never know. Like I told my daughter that could be us out there. Like you just, you don't like everybody that's homeless doesn't mean they've been homeless forever right. or they're bad people. Like people just experience stuff and they lose things or like a job or their incomes or their home. You just never know what people have been through. Yep. So I told my daughter, like you have to um, have times in your life where you, where you do give genuinely and not like expect anything in return. So that just made me feel good. So when you say giving, that's part of my financially free, you know, definition too is that I want to be able in a position where I can give whether if it's my time or money mm-hmm. uh, to help other people yeah I love that we, my we just moved to Atlanta and our friend my friend from middle school actually lives here and he was like mm-hmm. I'm about to do some you know bags similar to what your daughter suggests and I was like really when are you going to do it and like we contributed but then he did it so randomly he's like I had to do it today but this is how much we bought with everything I think we fed like maybe like 200 people it was like yeah all these little bags and stuff it is fun just to do out of out of the blue just you know it feels good but I like the um the drive through uh idea I'm gonna try that if I ever go through the drive through <laughs> I know it's like if you don't go often you know it's different to experience it but it's like yeah, like when it, like, I think out of my whole life, it's probably happened like maybe three times just mm-hmm. scattered across the years. But I would always hear it happen to other people. And the first time it happened to me, I was like, oh, people really do this for real. Energy is so following you. It That's does. So it did inspire me to help someone else. Like, I didn't pay for someone's food in the drive through that day, but that was on a day where I was like already like organizing stuff at home and I was packing some bags to like give to the Goodwill, but I had went through my closet mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? Like I randomly go through my closet. I'm like, I'm not going to wear this. Let me just go ahead and like mm-hmm. pack it up. Like there's stuff I hold on to. And I'm like, I think I'm probably going to wear it this time. I know it's you been over do. a year. You never years. do though. <laughs> You know, this is really all I wear, you know? So I was like, let me just get rid of some of this stuff that's still in good condition that somebody else could wear. So I'm always looking for ways to like give back whether, you know, it's not always money. Sometimes it's your time or just stuff that you have that somebody else would love to have. So, yeah, I love that too. (laughs) Yes, cool. So now I just want to learn more about you and your business. I want everyone else out there to learn more about Kelly Fierce Fitness and Fierce Flex Method. So if you could tell us, what is it all about? Uh, I love how you say it slower. It's so funny when I'm like talking to my stories, I just have to say like FFF method sometimes. And I think it's because I'm from the South. We talk so fast. Um, So yes, the Kelly Fierce Fitness brand was started just with personal training. And as I branched out and evolved and added in uh, nutrition coaching, I created an online coaching program for career focused women and it's called the Fierce Fit Flex Method or FFF Method for short. Um, It definitely has a group component and a one-to-one component. So it just depends on what the woman is in need of. If she's super introverted or just like, hey, I just need you to myself, um, then one-to-one. And I think we've worked one-to-one because at one point 
that's just all I offer. Um, but you're actually the type that would do amazing in a group just because you're, <laughs> you're very vocal. Um, so now I do have a group option, but it's basically uh, where I'm helping a career focused women lose fat. Um, and I like to say fat loss because it's a little bit specific from weight loss, but just work on their uh, health and fitness goals. But here's the key, Cleo. It's important to have sustainable tools and sustainable practices. So what I implement, and it's not like anything that I coined, but it's called the flexible nutrition approach or flexible dieting. And it teaches you uh, the science of nutrition and incorporating calories and macros to be able to have foods that you love and like versus just, all right, I'm on a diet. I'm not going to eat anything. Like, you know, women come to me like, can I have bread? Can I have rice? Like, yes, <laughs> it's a carb. So that's what I do a great deal of teaching and honestly trying to allow them to unlearn some of the things that they have been taught about nutrition because it's just not sustainable to be able to eat somewhat normal. Now, definitely we have to, to make changes in, with our behaviors and habits and maybe up, I, I call it upgrading your foods. You know, you can definitely have foods, but maybe it's the way that they're prepared. Maybe it's what you combine them with to create a balanced meal. Uh, have fruit, have vegetables, but it's okay to have a piece of chocolate or, you know, a glass of wine, you know, and that's how you allow yourself to have a balanced approach, still working on your goals, but it's sustainable because the moment that you start taking things away, things that you enjoy, you're going to break. No one can stay that strict. No one. And... <laughs> You know, so that's pretty much what it's about. You know, I just want women to know that they can reach their goals without doing, honestly, bodybuilding, dieting, which I'm a previous bodybuilder. And those are really tough. You know, even I struggled with them after the fact until I learned flexible nutrition and just understanding how to create, like I said, balanced meals and, you know, taking away the calories and macros at a certain point you'll be able to still eat things that you like and not feel like oh, it's good or bad, or I can't have that one thing, you know, and we only look at that one thing versus all of the other amazing things that you have had in your day, you know, from walking and water and fruit and vegetables. And it's okay to have that one thing. So that's pretty much what the program is all about. Yeah. And I like, no, yeah. Before you had the group, when I do, we did have that one-on-one -on -one training that I had with you before. And the reason why I liked it was because I like that you let us know that it doesn't have to be the strict. Cause that's what I kind of grew up on. Like if you're going to lose some weight or get fit or get toned, like you got to cut out bread and, you know, um, potatoes and, <laughs> cookies and this you know just all of that stuff and you don't have that type of approach like I like how you really ask us you know all the questions about what we the foods we actually like to eat mm -hmm. so you can figure out a way like how we can really still you know stick to our goal mm -hmm. and when I would see um like pictures of other women who in lost weight and got fit and I was like and they talk about the strict diet that they had and I'm like like I would get really defeated because yeah. I would start and then I would stop and then I'd be like, oh, is this really for me? And you can't really get discouraged when you see everyone's, you know, best pictures. And I remember yeah. one time you, you took a, I don't know if it was on your stories or your page, but you talked about people's like, you know, pictures that they take and how 
what we may not see the few seconds before, like it's the angles and the, mm -hmm. you know, sucking it in, you the know, lighting. The, yeah. <laughs> First thing in the morning photos, empty stomach, your body does look snatched or different, you know, if you're mm -hmm. already super fit, you know, but it's not how it looks at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. when you've had a, a lot of water or you've, you know, had three meals or two meals already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy that you mentioned that. Um, it can be defeating to think like you have to do all of those things to become your best version, you know, not the woman version that you saw, but your best version. And maybe that's her best version. Maybe that's what she wants to be super restrictive and to not have, again, a glass of wine or have, I don't know what I eat. Um, I'm eating like little <laughs> big Newton bars now to have whatever you want, you know, but if that's a part of what you see for yourself is something that you can continue because that's the biggest thing you can lose the body weight you can lose the body fat but can you maintain that process mm. and the only way you can maintain it is to somewhat enjoy it and somewhat say okay well I do like eating Greek yogurt but I need to put some things in it it's mm. okay or I do need to have you know toast with jelly on it it's okay you know so it's just about learning those techniques and not feeling like it has to be um, all or one way. I'm only plant-based. I'm only vegan, you know, like all of these labels. And it's nothing against those things because mm -hmm. it works for some people. But then there's a group of people that just like, I like all of it. And I don't want too many labels. I know I need more plants and more vegetables. I'm sorry, no, more vegetables and more fruit um, and more water and things like that. But I also don't want to be shamed for having piece of chicken maybe a chicken wing you know but guess what it's in the air fryer versus at wing stop so right. those are like little things that you can learn to create your lifestyle that's realistic for you um, I'm a huge advocate of the air fryer everybody knows I've been talking about the air fryer for like over six years now maybe yeah and I just think if if that's better than me going to the fast food spots and I want to have it occasionally and I'm going to pair it with a large you know, serving of uh, vegetables and some rice or something, that's mm -hmm. totally fine too. And there's no like, it's just all about meeting the client where they are and, and teaching them the things that they need to learn so they can take it throughout their journey. Yeah. Yeah. The air fryer, you were the reasons why I bought an air fryer. Like I had other people that I follow that had posted about it, but I know you always talking about the food and the meals and ways to make you know, food, like meals that you actually enjoy and you really not, you know, in the kitchen for hours either. Cause I don't like to be in the kitchen for hours. Yeah. The, the oven is long. <laughs> it is. And I like, like, for example, like if I want to eat chicken, like I was really never the type that likes to just fry chicken, but I would like it grilled. But like when I put it in the air fryer, I was like, I think I like frying it in the air fryer, maybe because it's quicker, yeah. but <laughs> it gets a little crunch if you need it. Yeah, I like, a, I definitely like a crunch. Like when you mentioned um, on your stories when they're about Chick-fil-A uh, chicken. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is so true. That is really true. Cause I do like the crispy um, mm -hmm. crunch, you know, when I'm biting into some chicken, but I, I just like how you explain to us and have us understand that our progress is our progress too. And that I, just because I didn't lose five pounds in a week, doesn't mean that I'm not progressing or, or doing well, or, um, just because I had the extra cookie doesn't mean that I'm that what I've been doing for the last weeks or months, mm -hmm. nothing like just pick it up always. where you were. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's what I like about you is that you actually 
make it fun and exciting to learn about it because I wasn't used to reading labels at all. <laughs> Counting calories. <laughs> it's like, what am I looking at? You know, it's so, it's a few things on there and it's like, what do I need to, to, to get out of this label? And by yeah. the way, five pounds in a week, girl, I don't know if you just threw out that number, but it's people that literally think that that's, that's normal, like not normal. It's no. not weight. It's not actual, it's weight possibly, maybe some water weight, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, some other stuff, but it's definitely not fat loss, which is why I put that word, you know, or when I talk about fat loss, you want to lose body fat um, because you're going to always drink water. You're going to always have water or weight water fluctuations and things like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I'm glad that you liked it, that you, you know enjoyed it and learned something from it as well. I did. I loved it. Uh, one thing, another thing I want to share is I did a Daniel's fast with this group like two years ago. Mm -hmm. So that was like the first time I think that I really was like looking at labels. Um, a friend of mine was like, can you do this Daniel's fast? I had never done one, but I was like, okay, I'll do this with her just to, you know, do it together. And then I realized how it like you're, you don't like eat like, like no sugar, no caffeine, like no nothing. So I was trying to find like some crackers with no yeah. sugar. <laughs> And I went to the store and I was just like, when I think of crackers, I'm not even thinking that sugar is in most crackers. But and I was is. looking on the shelves. I was like, I cannot find one box of crackers. I think I went to Kroger's. I went to Walmart. I was at Target. I was like, I can't. Now, I don't know if it's more options at the, like, I do go to Trader Joe's and Whole Foods uh, too. But this particular time, I had only went to Kroger, like Target and Walmart. And I was like, I cannot find any All of them crackers with the sugar. Back. Yeah, but I just thought that was interesting how I think sugar is in more things than we realize. Mm -hmm. It's in <laughs> a lot. Growing up, my mom baked cakes and pies all the time and she always got me candy. So growing up, I was already like addicted to sugar. Uh, I don't eat sugar as much as I used to, but I still eat and drink things that have sugar in it. But mm -hmm. that just, when I mentioned labels, that made me remember the time when I was trying to find just a basic cracker mm -hmm. to snack on and it, I couldn't find any with no sugar in it. So it's just helpful to learn how to read labels and understand what it is. I'm still a work in progress of, you know, learning um, what things mean, but going through your prim, like even macros, like I didn't really understand that at all. So you don't just give us like the basic stuff. Like you really like dig deep so we can understand like the whole process. So that's what I like about you. Thank you. Yeah, I try to. <laughs> and, you know, I always feel the client out to make sure that it's what they're ready to experience because, you know, there's some people that's just like, it's too much and then it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. So I try to do a good assessment of where they are and you're definitely the the client that's like okay well what is this and can you help me understand it more so mm -hmm. but yeah it's so interesting that you say that sugar is in a lot of things it's in a lot of stuff you know um which is why it's not the biggest concern in that in yeah. most cases but it tells you it's in almost everything that's processed probably you know a little bit more packaged and processed so mm -hmm. And when, when it comes to like nutrition and like fitness, so what are some things that we can do? Because I think like, you know, at the beginning of the year, we're all, we all have our, you know, fitness and money goals that we're trying mm -hmm. to like start on. But when it comes to like fitness and nutrition, like what are some things that we can do 
like starting today for those who have either haven't started at all or maybe we've fallen off track already uh like what can we do whether if we're working whether if we're working out at home or mm -hmm. in the gym because some people are still back out in the gym because yeah. a lot of places are still open um but i guess it's a personal preference so i know some people i have uh just in my apartment complex there's a small gym don't have a whole lot of options but people still use that and go to the regular gyms but mm -hmm. i think some people still feel kind of overwhelmed or feel like they should just quit because their new year goals didn't go out the way they thought so starting today like if we wanted to start fresh like what are a couple of things we can start doing today moving walking <laughs> um i like to i like to use the term kiss keep it simple stupid and not like calling anybody stupid but it's just sometimes we overlook some of the most simple things that we can do you know even if you're not a weightlifter even if you don't have weights just going for three walks or two walks you know and it doesn't have to be a certain time if you're not used to walking at all going for a 10 15 minute walk is going to be a big difference for you twice a day for five days a week you know what i mean so sometimes even just doing the smallest things that we're like well that's not enough you know i need to go work out i need to i need to do this and it's like you can compound it so i would say from the simplest thing that you can do is just honestly walking um a lot of people have these apple watches these you know, I'll say the Apple Watch. They have the Apple Watch and don't use it for the health component. You know, um, I think it tracks steps. I believe I'm pretty sure it does because my client's connected to the app that we use. Um, but even if you have a Fitbit that's like, oh, I don't use a Fitbit, put the Fitbit on. Start looking at how much you move, you know, um, paying attention to like, if you only got 2000 steps, don't try to jump to 10,000. All that's a good number but maybe just try to get an additional thousand the next day. So it's just about building and challenging your, yourself in little mini, you know, micro movements. So it doesn't feel overwhelming. And then as you get, start to really appreciate and, and somewhat like it, and I'm not gonna say love it, but look forward to it and like, okay, let me get some walks in. It allowed me to feel, you know, a lot more relaxed. I was stressful. I could have did this, but I walked. Yeah. As you start to enjoy it, then you can start adding more things in. You know, and if it's someone that's already working out, but can't be consistent, then I would say reestablish why you want to do it. Like, what, what's the reason you want to be consistent? Why? Why is this even important? Start asking those serious questions um, and then you'll be able to to at least hold yourself to it when it's time when you find yourself wanting to stop. I always say it's like the fail safe of your journey because it's gonna be so many things pulling you away, you know? And if it's something like, oh, I just wanna go do happy hour or something just to have some socialization, that's cool too, but it shouldn't allow you to feel like, oh, the week is over, I'll start back next week. It's like, what about the next day? You skipped, <laughs> you know, it's okay to take a second and take a step away for what you actually need to, you know, make you happy at that moment. Maybe it's not at the gym, maybe you had a stressful day and you just need to get out and have some laughter. But then the next day, it's literally going back to what you intended to do. So I like to say also set non-negotiables. So establishing your why and setting non-negotiables and that non-negotiable just means, okay, I'm gonna, no matter what, I'm gonna do a walk or no matter what, I'm gonna do two days of workouts or no matter what, I'm not gonna go a week without working out or I'm not gonna, if I miss one week, it's not like I'm, the month is over. 
So it's like whatever works for you, because everyone is stimulated so differently that it has to, you know, mine is going to be probably more extreme than someone else's, you know, so starting with the walk, the next is starting with, you know, two workouts or three workouts, whatever you can stick with for like six months. Like if two days a week is enough and you like, okay, this doesn't feel too horrible. I still have a lot, then stick with it. And then you can continue. Now it may not directly uh, relate to fat loss or weight loss. You know, that's just simply finding an appreciation for the journey, for the lifestyle, because fat loss and weight loss is definitely something I think that requires a little bit more focus. But if you just want to feel better about yourself and feel good especially during the pandemic a panorama right. <laughs> I like when people say that we're in a panorama um then the simplest thing is it's just getting out and getting walking and you know finding something that at least makes you feel good people are doing YouTube dances I think those can be fun you know just take the expectations off of like why well, didn't lose a pound this week it's like you you're trying to again take baby steps to get yourself to like show up and get comfortable with the process itself so just have fun at this moment but then again once you have shown yourself like okay this is becoming a part of my lifestyle and i like it then you can start being a little bit more specific to what your goals are yes i love that i think a lot of us we when you mentioned the, you know, what about the next day? I think so many people feel that way. Even I've been guilty of that. If I didn't work out the way I wanted to work out this week, I'm like, oh, I start along Sunday or Monday or next or, or the first. I wait till the first the next month. And it's like, why do we do that? Like, why do we feel like we have to wait to a brand new week or month to start over when tomorrow is a, a new day? <laughs> it's the all or nothing mindset. To be honest, a lot of career focused women, a lot of women that are just like, yeah. super driven it's like ah, oh, it's over you know like and I'm like is that how it is at work I always have to give these these uh comparisons so like if you mess up at work are you just gonna not finish the rest of the week and be like it's over I'm like no I'm like well why do you feel that way about your health journey and I think it's because the women I work with are so good in their careers like they're just like well I'm good at what I do you know that they put that on a pedestal and I'm like no you didn't get that good overnight. You know, you worked your way up to it. So it's the same with fitness. It's the same with nutrition. And I think when we put it on such a high pedestal and make it so unattainable, that's when we start to notice we're falling off track. Mm-hmm. We're quitting. It's like find something that you can stick with. Yeah. And remember, you guys, you do not have to wait till next month no. <laughs> or next week. You can start even today. Even today, a walk, even, oh my gosh, a walk, everybody can do a walk. And I think it's because many people think walking, like, what is that really going to do? Again, it's getting you moving one step closer to like exercising is moving. Training is a more, is super intentional. Like you're following a program, you're following sets, you're trying to get mentally focused. But if you're not even moving before that, just to have someone jump up and like, all right, Let's get into this. You just need to get your body moving. And during this time, we're ta- a lot of us are not going into the office or mm-hmm. not going about our day of you know being around as many people because we're in a pandemic. So I'm like, that's the one thing you can give to yourself. It's just walking, which is, I mean, we're blessed to be in a good city with good weather. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, if I was still in Chicago, it's snowing, you know, but 
So when you have those moments, yeah, you can probably walk in the snow because they're going to probably shovel, but then appreciate, okay, well, just last week it was snowing. I couldn't walk. So let me be, you know, a little bit more proactive and take advantage because I know the weather is a little different where I am. Yeah. Just got to get up and get out there and start. (laughs) Just go for it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for those tips. Cause at today is, I haven't worked out yet today, but I am this afternoon. So mm-hmm. I definitely like to do the walking. Like years ago, I used to underestimate walking, but you know, I always had a job where I'm like sitting at a desk all the time. And I remember people used to say, you should get up and take your break and walk around and how sitting down all day and not moving at all is, you know, not good for your back and your hips and all of that. And I didn't understand all of that years ago, but like now that I've gotten older and, you know, start, like your body's changing and you're not some little young teenager or young 20 year old. <laughs> so it's like, we have to take care of our, our bodies too. So that's something mm-hmm. that I keep in mind. Like when I get that like um, lazy feeling like, oh, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. And I'm like, no, Cleo, get on up. up. But even if I don't do, even if my day doesn't go the way I planned, now I'm reminding myself, just like you said, now it's just more confirmation that Cleo still just jump right back in there. You don't have to wait till next month or next week. (laughs) Yes. I think once we take away that mindset around like it's over or I didn't do Mm -hmm. it and just go for it. But yeah. Walking, I mean, when I was in middle school, we walked so much. We walked around the track over and over and over. That was what they had us do. We were just walking. Mm-hmm. So when you say we're getting older, we are because we're we're getting older because we're not moving as much. So if we can find ways to move, like after this, this, you know, this setting that we're doing, get up yeah. and go walk, even yeah. if it's for 10 minutes. So that's my biggest thing is just to walk. Mm-hmm. Walk, walk, walk. That's the one thing that all of us are. Uh, fortunate enough that we're blessed to do if you can and it's just as important yes thanks for those confirmations because we all need those reminders so Mm -hmm. we're gonna start getting moving today yes (laughs) all right so I want to learn a little bit more about you (laughs) outside of fitness of course so these are just a few questions I'll ask you and then of course just share with us Okay. So the first one is, what is your favorite food? Now, I know you post a lot of food on your stories, which is, they all look good. I'm like, I wish you just come to my house and cook. And I can't even cook that way. I just like, <laughs> I like try to make something like, oh, I'm gonna try to make it. And I don't, I'm not that great of a cook, but thank you. I'll take that compliment. You're welcome. But well, out of all the f- cool foods and meals that you make, what do you feel is your favorite food or meal? I love a good cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say hamburger because I want cheese on it. I love a good burger. And I'm not talking about like fast food. I mean like a good quality restaurant burger mm-hmm. um, with good quality uh, beef. I like the beef. Um, I love bison. And mm-hmm. I like, even if I make it at home, I do like a leaner cut beef. I don't like too much grease on my burger. So I love a good burger. Yes. Oh, I love burgers. Some people love pizza. Um, give me a burger. Burger girl. Yes. <laughs> What's your favorite place that you travel to? And what's a place that you haven't been to before that you're looking forward to visiting? Um, I would say my favorite place was Montego Bay. I had my wedding in Jamaica. I loved it. Mm. I loved it. <laughs> Food was good. Everything was just great about it. Yeah. Um, and I want to go to Greece. I want to go to Santorini. 
Ooh, this just looks my- so beautiful. Yes, that's on my list too. I um, yeah, the pictures are just like I'm. I'm sure it's like a hundred times better in person when mm-hmm. you see it. But that's a place I haven't been to either. And you know, with like COVID and stuff, y'all know traveling experiences have changed. But just seeing those types of pictures and like when I see people, you know, with their nice little colorful outfits and dresses. I'm like, did they plan that or can you get that there? (laughs) I know. And I was like, was the wind blowing? Is always blowing a perfect way for it to just be all, you know, or is that do that too? I'm like, is that just yeah, I I know sometimes it can be a lot of like when you see pictures like travel pictures, sometimes it's like an actual picture and sometimes you have to do some extra stuff behind the scenes to get right. the picture to look a certain way but yes Greece is definitely on my list um don't know when but <laughs> but I hope to soon yeah. all right what's your favorite movie Ooh, I'm a, I have a few but I'm gonna go with one that I watch no matter I'm going to always watch it. So that's what I'm going to say. That's probably my favorite. I am legend. And it's like just him and this dog. I watch that movie every time it comes on. I don't know. I just love it. I like those like apocalypse zombies. Science went wrong. Everybody (laughs) like I always say, how would I react or how would I show up in an apocalypse? Like, I just feel like I'm ready, even though I've never (laughs) fired a gun or anything. But I like those kind of movies. I would say I am legend. I like that one too. And I like those type of movies too, to the point where I was on like either Netflix or Amazon Prime. I think it was Amazon Prime, just looking for new movies to watch. Like since the pandemic hit, like I literally just been, I love movies, but I really been watching more just movies instead of like TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found this movie, I think it was like Tokyo, in Tokyo, but they, it, it wasn't in English like but I, I always said I didn't like watching movies with subtitles like I'm like mm-hmm. I don't want to read and try to do all of that but that movie was so good it was about like a zombie movie and it was good to the point where I'm gonna have to get the name of it because I was like anytime I've watched them I pull up a movie and it's like not and it got subtitles I'm like no nah, mm-hmm. I'm not watching that but this one it like I saw the preview the trailer mm-hmm. and I was like that trailer looked real good and I watched the whole it's like a two-hour movie but it was actually <laughs> good to the point where that's when I know a movie is good when I read the subtitles because I don't like to read <laughs> subtitles on movies but I'm gonna have to right. share with you just in case you may want to check it out yeah I know I love zombie movies but I'm legend is good and you're right I had that moment too where I'm like it, it's really just him <laughs> And the dog throughout the, like Damn. really the whole movie. Oh I know, I was sad about that. Me and my daughter, we were just like, oh, no, not the dog. And then, you know, yeah, it was it was, it was a good movie. So I like that one too. It's crazy that I know the dog name. Her name was Samantha. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, poor dog. It's like the worst thing to have to, you know. Yeah, oh, I get it. Oh. I have a dog. I don't like when dogs get hurt in movies or in real life, but like in movies, I'm like, I know it's like you just like your heart's just ripped out Mm. but uh but yeah I'm a big movie head I love to watch movies all the time uh so for you what is something that you like to do when you're not working Mm. or working out (laughs) oh so so when I'm not I actually do like working out a lot like it's it's fun (laughs) for me (laughs) um outside of that I actually like to dance. I I always chicken 
chicken out of the, going to dance classes because it's that challenge for me of like, oh my gosh, how do I remember this eight count? You know, um, so I always say I need to find like a good intermediate, like where it's challenging, but not where I'm afraid to go out when they're like, all right, next group. And you go out. I never want to go out because I'm like, I can't remember on the spot and everybody's just looking at me. So I do love to dance. Um, just even just in, by myself, like at home and dance classes and stuff like that. I just need to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, like people that I follow when I see them in like a dance class, I always tell myself that, oh, I should take one. But it's been a minute since I've been to a, a dance class where I have to remember choreo real fast. Yes. And I have that same feeling like, oh, my, my memory with remembering choreo is just like not hard. <laughs> Even like the more sensual classes, I'm like, my body don't move. The <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking like stiff Stephanie over here. So <laughs> me, because I'll be in my living room, like in the mirror dancing and stuff. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I should go to a class. Uh -huh. Like I'm gonna be here with all the pros or the regulars, you know, that's been there like almost every week or every month. Yeah. But it's been I, like, I don't even remember last time I took a real dance class. I don't either. I mean, I definitely would probably, I probably should get like a one-on-one -on -one person. Like, can you, cause I want to <laughs> pick the song. I'm like, can you teach me a dance to this song? Cause certain songs, that's not realistic, but <laughs> that's kind of what I want. Like, okay, can you teach me a dance to this song? Cause I really like this song. I need to probably find a one-on-one -on -one dance. A little one-on-one -on -one session. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before actual big class. Cause you know how they do now. They, they you got to go in the groups. It's so the big. And I don't like it. I'm too scared. I need more practice. But I like any any type of act, like just movement activity. I love skating. I used to skate a lot. I'm going to probably start back doing that with a friend. Um, yeah. But dance and skate, anything that involves music, I'm with it. Okay, cool. Me too. And money, $500,000. So I want to know what would Ashley do? The first three things you would do if you had $500,000 right now. Ooh, $500,000. Cause that's not, I mean, that's a good amount, but it's not that much. <laughs> Is that, that's where I am with my money mindset now. Like I would have been like, oh, I'm like, that's all you want to give me, Cleo? Okay. Right. Um, because I'm like questioning, I'll pay off my debt. I'll pay off the student loans. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to invest. Uh, no, actually, let me rewind that. I'm going to pay off my debt and then I'm going to do something nice for myself. And then I'm going to invest. Um, dang, I only get three. <laughs> well, just the first three things. Okay. The first three things I'm going to pay off my debt, do something nice for myself mm -hmm. um, because both paying off the debt is nice for me too, but I want to do something nice for myself. And like, I'm going to incorporate my husband into that, like something nice for us. Okay. And, <laughs> and then I'm going to look at how I can, um, invest in my business and contribute to whether it's either adding some additional, you know, layers to it, merchandise, apparel, something like that. Kind of like, you know, be my own um, investor. So, but yeah, that would probably be the first three things. Yes, I love that. I'm all for the investing in ourselves, but also, like you said, doing something for you and your husband. We, we got to have some relaxation and some fun too in our life. So, <laughs> yeah, I do believe in. I mean, I like to pay yourself first. I like because, especially as an entrepreneur, it's like 
you're just trying to continuously grow and make it and you forget yourself. And I like to, I've gotten to a place where I separate the two now. Yeah. It took some work, but I, I've separated the two. There's Kelly Fierce Fitness and then there's Ashley in the business. Mm. So as an employee of Kelly Fierce Fitness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I want to do something nice, you know, like again, that giving piece, whether it's like, let's go on the trip or let me buy you something, you know, let me buy myself something. And then, um, and I'm not going to blow it, obviously, you know, <laughs> and right. then get back to business so I can figure out a way to compound that amount. Right. Because I need more than that. <laughs> yeah. Like at 20 years old, I would be like, Ooh, I'm rich, you know, right. but now <laughs> yeah. realize that can be gone so, so fast. Mm-hmm. Like you realize like, dang, where did it go? Like when you you know, when they have those stories about people who like win the lottery and then like two, three, five years later, they don't have it anymore. And people are like, well, how did it go that fast? Like, I can tell you a few reasons. I and mean, I'm not even a money coach. <laughs> the mindset. I mean, it's like the, you lose weight in 21 days and you can't, can't um, maintain the results. It's kind of the same. Yeah. 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 That is so true. Yeah. It's because you get a whole lot of money doesn't mean you like you said the mindset that you have the right mindset to actually manage it well and make it work for you like long term mm-hmm. like that oh. mindset is huge yeah i would probably inv- i would probably hire someone to help me figure out what can i do to make this you know work for me the best way so yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's important too we got some good ones yeah we'll add that fourth one right on in there because <laughs> that's important too if you yeah. get someone to help you make some decisions about mm-hmm. this money <laughs> just to make sure you own the right track that's yeah. another way of investing in yourself too so Definitely. i love it so now we have the financial affirmation card so i'm just going to pull a random one and you tell me how it makes you feel or how it relates to your own journey okay all right let's go Yours is, I accept unlimited sources of income and wealth. Oh, that makes me feel really good. I, I received that first off. <laughs> <laughs> I like that aff- the affirmation. Um, you have to send that to me so I can write that every day. Yes. It's just worthy. It makes me feel, it just makes me feel really good. Lifting that again, I am worthy and that I, I, I don't want to say deserve and I deserve good things. And yeah, I like that. It makes me feel really good. I like that. Well, that's something that I've learned too, is that things that I like want and desire, uh, um, go like those limiting beliefs about things. And if I want something, am I mentally is for it in my life? So that's one of the reasons why I like to recite and write like affirmations like yeah I know we got to put in the work too but it's Mm -hmm. important to think feel and speak and say certain things good to us and Mm -hmm. that's going to help us you know personally and professionally so yeah I love that one too and yes you will be getting this thank you but yeah you to piggyback off what you said too your subconscious the more you uh teach it and to continuously say things even if you don't believe it at the moment it's it will start to believe it it doesn't know the difference of what you're saying over and over versus like what's actually happening so I like to say yes 
keep saying those things to yourself because at some point you're going to believe it and then you hopefully your behaviors and your actions start to to match what you're already thinking about yourself yeah that's why i think people that's like oh i'm that that are really they call them cocky or confident people but i feel like those people you know they will literally figure out how to make anything work and because they don't allow their subconscious to think those negative and those limiting beliefs so i i believe in that Oh yeah. I don't say things like I'm broke or anything like that. <laughs> I hate when people, uh, you know, I hate such a strong word. I just think it's like so many other ways that you can speak about yourself and to say I'm broke. I'm like, I don't want to stay in that status. I'm not broke. You know, right. I'm just going to make better, better uh, money decisions at this moment. That's something that's not within my budget, but it will yeah. be like, I speak like that. You know, I just mm-hmm. think those words are very powerful. It is. And I remember I used to say broke a lot even if I'm just, you know, saying it in a joking way, but I was talking to my sister. I'm like, even saying it in a joking way, we're still putting it out there saying the word broke. And I'm like, no, I'm not broke. I'm not saying that. Mm-mm. I'm rich. <laughs> I'm not claiming that. Nope. I'm not I'm rich. <laughs> right. Right. Whatever I want, I'm going to say, even if I'm not sure like how I'm going to get it or get there, I'm still a work in progress. And it's like, I feel like when I look back on things that I have received, mm-hmm. I know I did because my mindset changed and I started thinking and talking differently about it. Not that I'm perfect, but I do believe that there is power in uh, using affirmations and saying certain things and not using the words broke because we're putting it out there. Like if we say we broke and we, and we, still like struggling errors like have you thought about what you like the, the stuff that you say to yourself every day exactly you know you gotta yeah. like work it's a, it's it's not easy to transition away from having those thoughts it's a work in progress like with mm-hmm. anything else but mm-hmm. yeah like I can't tell myself oh I'm oh I can't do this this week because I'm broke like no I'm not saying that <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that works for so many things I agree um writing is something that I've had to work on, like being able to write captions and write things to, you know, on my social media. And I would say like, oh, I hate, and then I had to quickly switch my mindset. Like, I don't hate it. You know, like I embrace it or I'm a great writer, you know, and it took so much pressure off of myself. And then things just started to flow a little bit better. So it works like that. And it works like that for money, works like that for your your fitness, your health goals, saying your fats, like, no, you have some Mm -hmm. excess fat, that could be true, but you're not a fat, you're not fat. Like, you know, that's a label that, and that's some people embrace that label and I don't deny that either. I think that can be powerful to take control of that word as well. But I just think what you start to tell yourself is, you know, obviously you're going to start to really believe it and stay in that space versus like you said, like, I'm going to speak to where I'm trying to go and to what I want for myself, even if I don't have it at this moment. Like I always, what's her name? Nene Leaks. She's like, I'm rich. And I don't honestly think she was rich at the time when she was saying it, but you know, she just felt that way about herself. Like I deserve this. I'm rich. Mm-hmm. So I think we should normalize saying that, you know, in yes. <laughs> speaking um, really good affirmations about ourselves, even if it sounds like, oh my gosh, I don't even know, you know, eventually it will start to sound normal and you will mm-hmm. feel that you are worthy for it. 
Yes. And you'll start to receive all that stuff that you've been seeking out there. So that's what we got to work on. Mm -hmm. Anyone out there listening, remember, don't be afraid to speak it. Even if you're a little nervous or afraid to say it out loud uh, around other people, just spend some time by yourself saying it out loud. You know, you don't necessarily have to make a PSA, but you can just have quiet time to yourself and say it out loud. So I mm-hmm. definitely believe there's power in that. Oh, I love uh, that. So last question here for you, Ashley. So okay. I want to know what advice would you give to yourself today? I know most times we're asked what advice will we give to our younger selves, mm-hmm. but I want to know what advice would you give to yourself right now? Um, that you are on the right path that you aren't behind, that everything that you're working hard for is coming for you because you deserve it. And again, you are worthy of it. And, you know, you're running your own race. And just the main thing is you're on the right path. Just Mm -hmm. keep going, like, just keep going. Yes. Thank you. And that's a reminder for me too. Can't compare ourselves to other people's journeys. Mm-mm. You have to put blinders on. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. So we can stay focused on what we're trying to get to. So I love that. And I really appreciate you talking with me today. I'm excited of all the things that you shared. And I know a lot of people out there have got a lot of insight on how they could do better in their nutrition and fitness goal journeys. Mm-hmm. So if you could just let us know how we can connect connect with you, support you and your business. And for those who want to join your Fierce Flex method. Thank you. Um, So I'm always on Instagram, obviously, um, at Kelly Fierce, K-E-L-L-I, Fierce, F-I-E-R-C-E. That's one way to get in contact with me. Um, Also in the bio, there's a few links, um, options for one-on-one group, or just if you want to send me a message. And right now for February, I have a virtual training session um, for the Saturdays left in, in this month. So for the, the love of February, I don't know why I just made that up. <laughs> so that's something if they're like, oh, I like what she's saying, you know, let me join a session. So I wanted to do that for my ladies just to kind of give them something to look forward to on Saturday morning, because maybe mid midday during the week is a lot. Um, also, um, you can email me at Kelly Fierce Fitness at gmail.com. Or like I said, the easiest way is through Instagram. Um, in the bio, there's a link that says, I have a question for you. <laughs> so yeah, and thank you so much for having me, Cleo. I really appreciate you for just honestly reaching out like, hey, let me, let me chat with you. So I've, I've been seeing you do your thing and I think it's dope. And uh, like I told you before, we started recording that this repetition, girl, you're going to have your talk show <laughs> very soon. Put it out there in the universe. <laughs> you got to put it out there. Talk show, uh, paid sponsors, all of that. Yep. I receive it. I receive it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it because that is definitely a goal on my list. Um, but I actually, I'm so excited that you accepted the invite. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Uh, it's been really great. It just went by, it always goes by so fast. Um, but everyone out there listening, please connect with Ashley because, and follow her on Instagram because she's always given a whole lot of tips every single day, fitness, nutrition, all that you need, and definitely inquire about her program 
so you can get your fitness life together nutrition yes. goals together yes. um and although this is the end of the show before i go i always want to encourage you to just take every day one step at a time but also just do your best that's all we can do is just do our best every single day and as you navigate through your financial journey don't wonder what if take a risk and i'll see you next week love that <laughs> you can be financially free with cleo